0: here we go boys go hey. oh I love that sound this is a good one To the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Dale Luganville. Thanks for joining me. Hey, if you haven't already, I haven't bugged you people. That's right, I said you people in a while. Um, If you haven't done so already, please follow Full Scale Outdoors on all the social medias. I really appreciate it and it helps us uh, all out. So uh, on full scale, Outdoors on Facebook, full scale underscore outdoors on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Snapchat. That's just me, just Dale Luganville. You can quick add me there. Uh, where else? Uh, Go Wild app. If you haven't used that, you can find me there. Uh, I have a TikTok, but I haven't done anything with it. So don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> what else do I got going on? There's so many different platforms. It's Ridiculous! It's hard. It's it's hard to keep up. You almost need to hire like a team, and and bigger companies do hire a team of like social media experts. But uh, I am my team, so there there is that. But so go ahead and do all that. And if you haven't actually subscribed to the show, if you're one of the newer listeners that we've picked up recently, uh, first of all, welcome! Thank you for being uh, part of the show. Uh, so yeah, click the little button to subscribe, so you get all the uh, episodes. And uh, go ahead and give it a rate and review. I haven't bugged you guys about that one in a while, so uh, yeah, rate and review it, all that fun stuff. So, all right, let's get on with uh, this week's recap and rant. So, let's see, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Uh, what did I do Saturday? I went goose hunting. That's right. So, we, as I record this, I think there's one more day left in the Minnesota season. However, I wasn't hunting in Minnesota. I went down to Iowa, Iweja, the land of the Iwanonians, I think is what they're officially called. Um, and I uh, met up with Blackleg Outfitters. Uh, that was a lot of fun, actually. Made for a long day, it was a turnaround day. Just drove down there, hunted, and, and drove back up. behind uh, with Zach down there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We had some challenges. There were some flat tires involved. <laughs> kind of a, a later start, which wasn't a big deal because um, nobody was really expecting the birds to fly very early with the weather forecast, and uh, and they didn't. You know, the birds definitely did wait till the last uh, little half hour there to make their move. Um, but it was fun just hanging out with uh, with Zach, and and uh, we had, let's see, I can't, man, I'm so bad with names, but, um, so we had another uh, guide there with him, and then uh, there was a lady hunter there who, he does kind of a cool thing um, with blackleg outfitters, like, you can, you know, you book a hunt with him, but he also has, like, these package deals, so you, you book, like, your main hunt, where it's a scheduled deal, and then you can you know, buy into however many other hunts you want throughout the season, which is kind of a um, when the conditions are right kind of thing. Like, you get on this list, and and he'll be like, hey, we got a hot field, blah, 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 this date, uh, do you want to hunt? And if you have that kind of flexibility, it's a pretty good deal because it gives you a discounted rate for those, like, add-on hunts. And so anyways, this was, like, her last of those, like, add-on hunts, so it was – uh, pretty cool. I always enjoy getting that, like, uh, female outdoors person perspective. And it's uh, very cool dynamic she had going on. Like, she loves to hunt. Her husband, not so much. You know, he fishes, bow fishes and stuff like that, but just not into hunting. That's kind of her thing. And uh, she just goes and does it. So it's, I don't know, I, I find that... Very cool. Definitely out of the traditional norms that we've grown accustomed to, but uh, that's what's cool about it, I think. So, anyways, I had a great day, lots of laughs, and um, just talking to him. And then the birds came out to fly, and there's a couple, you know, pairs and triples were coming out, but they weren't quite doing it. Doing, you know, like what they've been doing to me all season long, which, you know, <laughs> misery loves company. And, uh, at least it made me feel a little bit better about myself. That at least that I'm not the only one that struggles. And honestly, throughout people I've talked through for this season, almost everybody has said that this season was a little weird for them. So that you know, it, I guess it's 2020, right? Why wouldn't it be any different? Although we're almost out of 2020. Whew, let's pray that 2021 is is better. Um, and then uh, yeah, we had quite a few groups come in, and, and there was a couple times you could have called some iffy shots, but he didn't. You know, he was trying to center them up, and uh, just didn't happen. There was a time where we were hoping maybe we'd spin our blinds because they were peeling off to our right a little bit. And If we could have just towed our blinds over a little bit, we would have had some better shooting, but didn't get the opportunity because right about the time we, you know, thought we had a lull to do that. More and more geese just started pouring out of the roost, and uh, so we th- we saw hundreds and hundreds of birds uh it was it was a lot of fun it was a good show we didn't end up snagging a couple out of out of a flock um but it, it was it was just a lot of fun and so it it was nice because a lot of minnesotans bitch that our season ends too early which depending on you know if you're in the south zone and depending on the winter that year you might be right um you know there's still you know our season duck season has been closed and there's still Ducks around, you know, at least around the cities and some of the southern areas, there's still some mallards around, plenty of geese still around, and uh, they they always will be around. That's just what, you know, we have that winter, local winter population that just doesn't ever seem to leave. Uh, However, if you're a hardcore waterfowler, it's really not that far away. I mean, they work out of Des Moines, although we weren't that close to Des Moines where we hunted, Um, it was one of their further... Fields away from like kind of their home base, but you know Des Moines is only like four hours. It's it's not that bad. I mean, I just did that the other weekend in the opposite direction when I went and fished up uh, by Detroit Lakes, so where I wrecked my truck. <laughs> so it's that's a ringing endorsement for travel. Uh, it's, it's just not that it's not that big of a deal really you know i don't i don't think it's that big of a deal even a quick turnaround now you can definitely make it better you know if you hunt multiple days or at least give yourself you know go down one night get a room wake up hunt and then go back that wouldn't be so bad i mean you can de- there's definitely ways to make it better but point being it's really not that far and an easy way to extend your uh your season also the licensing isn't that bad they had a short-term license i don't remember it was like a one week license or five day license or something like that. And then that was seventy-seven dollars. And then there's like a habitat stamp and then a, a state duck stamp you have to get. All in all, I think it was like 102 bucks, whatever it was. So really not as far as like out of state licenses go, really not that expensive. And then you factor in all the money that we spend on decays decoys, guns, ammo, all that other shit. That's you know a little bit of travel expense and a 100 bucks for an out-of-state license really not that bad so um there's still time so go take advantage of that i believe their season runs into january so go ahead and give Blackleg outfitters uh a look-see on the old social medias or give them a call and uh, ask them some questions he's a super cool dude had a lot of fun uh, we were going to do a podcast. That was kind of the point to hunt and then do a podcast, and we had allowed ourselves plenty of time, except for the same morning tire issues uh, that Zach had. Um, he had when we got out of the field. <laughs> we got back to our trucks, and his uh, his tire was like completely um. I mean, flat, flat, and having a Chevy truck, um, the tire was not going to come down without a fight, and it won. So (laughs) what we ended up doing is taking the tire off, and he had some plugs, which he had already plugged it that morning, so he had to redo it, and it finally got um, a plug that would work and uh, brought it to a nearby Casey's store. And uh that wa you know, that's got it patched and finally it held. Went back, uh, put the new tire on and away it went. But all that um just took care of any allotted time that we had that we had for um podcasting. I don't know why my brain is just freaking locking up right now. One, I'm trying to do too many things at once. Can't read and talk at the same time. So I just won't read and we will just talk. So sorry about that. It got a little hard to listen to right there. I was trying to multitask and failed. But, yeah, we did catch a uh, catch. I sound like Dean. Did you catch any? Uh, we did get a couple geese. So it wasn't a total loss. It was a lot of fun. Not that it would have been a loss anyway. Hunting is never guaranteed. And, uh. You know, it goes down there. You hate to sound so cliche, but honestly, I just had a good time in the field with like-minded individuals and made some connections, expanded my network. So all in all, successful day, right? So we head home, got back late and was very tired and uh, then uh, woke up early to go fishing. <laughs> as as Joel would say, what, was, what are your plans tomorrow? I'm like, uh, fishing, duh. And he's like, that is uh, the right answer. So met up with uh, Jake Kuchemeister from Minnesota Made. And Joel, we went up there and uh, went fishing on a lake. Oh, there was uh, uh, Dan Rawlings was up there and a friend of his. Dan is also in uh, Minnesota Made. Actually, he was the Minnesota Made Outdoors, Kender's Outdoors Sportsman of the Year last year. So uh, congratulations on that, Dan. And so we had a lot of fun. He had that fancy live scope, which I'm so jealous of, which, uh, God, it's just fun to use that thing, man. It's just... It's really interesting, and we went all over the lake uh, at Wheeler's and caught some fish. It wasn't anything crazy, you know. I found we found ourselves standing up and just bullshitting more than fishing, really. And uh, sometimes that's what it's about, right? Just the camaraderie of uh, again the like-minded individuals. It was it was a ton of fun, you know. The lake we went to isn't isn't one on our tournament um, schedule, so. You know no big deal there, nobody's giving away any like ultra secret spots or any anything like that. It was just uh just kind of fun to see other people's fishing styles and um just shoot the shit I mean it was just a good day on the ice i don't know I don't know how else to put it. The only downsize is that everything in Minnesota here is still shut down as far as the restaurants and bars are concerned because of the dirty rona. And uh, we all were in agreement at one point in time. It's like, you know, it would really be nice if we could go in a warm-up right now on one of the restaurant bars on this lake, go get a burger and a beer. It just sounded so good and just not an option right now, which really, really sucks. So whenever uh, you can open the state any any uh, any day there, Walsh, we'd really all appreciate it. Um, time to start living life again. Uh, so yeah, that was that was Sunday, a ton of fun. I didn't keep any fish. I think um, like somebody kept a f- just a handful. It wasn't wasn't very much. And then uh, Monday, I had some clients. Uh, I took out uh, Shane and John, and uh, again had a good time. I wasn't sure I was going to do it. So if we go all the way back to me wrecking my truck, well, I didn't wreck it technically. Somebody pulled out in front of me and and I hit them. So thanks for that. But uh, the the GMC is in the auto body shop, and I, they gave me—well, uh, they didn't. The insurance had me in this little tiny Mitsubishi SUV, and I'm like, I'm not really sure how I'm gonna guide out of this, much less tournament fish. I mean, Joel has a truck, so we would just—you know—he would have to come up here and pick me up, which would just be a pain in the ass. Well, I guess would have to pick me up. I can go down there at his place. Well, no, he would have to come up here because that's where my wheeler is. So you have to come up here. We have to load our wheelers on my trailer. It'd just be. Pain in the ass. Um, and so they're supposed to be giving me a, you know, they were supposed to give me a comparable vehicle, but they hadn't yet. I hadn't heard from them. They said Monday they were going to try to find me one. Uh, so Tuesday rolls around and I had to start making some calls. Um, but to go to back up to that day, uh, my buddy Austin came in clutch and uh, he had the day off. And I'm like, actually, you know, you can help me. It would be huge. So he came up with his truck and hooked up the trailer and the, and the wheeler and stuff and we so we were able to to get everybody out with ease out on the lake and uh went to a little private access lake that in the past has had some true giants in it big big crappies uh and good average size and uh it's just been going down lately and we haven't been keeping fish out of there so it's not us I don't know who else he lets on that property or if just a natural cycle of the lake. Maybe there was a winter kill recently. I'm not sure, but the size structure just wasn't there. Fishing was a little tough. Um, weren't just We had to really work for what we were catching, and the size was just not... We were catching fish, but it just wasn't worth the effort. So I was like, well, here's what we can do. We can continue to do this and hope that the bite picks up you know, late in the afternoon and the, the big ones come out of hiding, which just happened somehow. I am not quite sure how they hide like that, but we've all seen it, right? You're out there and you're grinding it out during the day, catching a few here and there. They're all small. And then you get that magic bite window and all of a sudden it's just like chaos for 15, 20 minutes and you're catching better fish. Like, so that does happen. Um, so I kind of said this, what we can do and hope for the best, or we can make a change. It was like one o'clock. I'm like, if we, if we decide to bail on this lake and go to another area of the lake, it'd take us about an hour from line up to line in. I think uh, if you want to do that, and have a couple different lake options nearby that we can do, one that has better for numbers, one that's better for size, and uh, all parties involved wanted to try for better size, so that's what we did, and uh, it was a good choice. <laughs> we we hit a decent decent bite, and then right at at sundown, it just dude, the fish went crazy. Um, and they, they were catching a lot of fish, and good ones. Uh, you know nothing like record breaking or anything like that. But um, good average size, putting up a good fight. Couple big fish lost at the at the hole and stuff like that. So we had that entertainment as well. And uh, they really enjoyed it themselves. I had a great time fishing with them. And uh, hopefully we will do it again. That was that was a lot of fun. Hopefully they recommend full scale outdoors guide service to uh to their friends and uh we can continue to book trips this uh winter ice fishing season then into the summer so if anybody out there would like to be part of a guided fishing trip you know maybe you're a diehard goose hunter and you don't have any fishing equipment or uh you know just don't do it that much not much different than when i book out a a hunker hunt you know so give me a call we'll get you out on the ice and I'll catch us fish. You can use all my equipment. I have, the, I have all the electronics and rods and reels and lures and all that. Don't have to worry about it. I take care of all that. Uh, yeah, so just reach out to me. Message me on any of the social media platforms. You can give me a call, 612-209-5438 or a text, whatever. And uh, let's do it. Let's go fishing. That'd be fun. So that is the, the recap. Uh, coming up this week, my brother and nephew are coming into town today. In fact, their plane is... Probably landed at MSP while I talk, Uh, so we got uh, we got some plans in the works. So next week's recap will be busy because I'll have like three days, and then the next weekend and this coming weekend I plan on getting in some actual pre-fishing and scouting time for the upcoming tournament season, which is two weeks away, two weekends away. You know, not this Sunday, but the next. So. Yeah, it's it's coming up. It's uh, it's it's go time. Time to start putting in some work. So, be sure to follow along for all that excitement. And we do have some some fun stuff in the works for the league itself. Um, tomorrow night, I'm meeting with Giz and Tony Delberg and uh, Jake, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of hash out, brainstorm on this project um, that's gonna kind of bring a different life to to weigh in. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want to give away too much, but, uh, know that we got some stuff in the works behind the scenes. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. There is your recap for the rant this week. We're talking Buffalo bison. Um, cause I'm not really sure if it's a rant, but, um, I guess, so they found they're going to expand the herd in Olmstead County and, um, Kind of with the help of uh, the, the small zoo down there, Zolman Zoo. Never even heard of it till I read this article. Um, but they have a bull at this zoo that uh, apparently is a genetic purebred of American plains bison, which is kind of cool. So I did a little bit of research on this and why that's important is that a lot of uh, since we almost brought the bison to the brink of extinction, we've been bringing them back. Some of those bisons have, for whatever reason. Um, genetically mixed with cattle so there's not there's there's some unpure strains of that i don't know what the ramifications of that if there's like such a small you know i know in a perfect world they want is this genetic pure strain so without getting too deep in the weeds with that i guess we'll just keep on track with this is a good thing so you know one of the struggles that you you find yourself in when you're doing these uh, recovery projects is biodiversity you know you don't want too much inbreeding and when you only have so many individuals, you know, there's there's an element of that. You just can't escape. So this is really good news that they found this um, pure-strained bull. So he's going to get some uh, ladies to hang out with. So his life is uh, definitely looking up. But it's kind of cool. There's, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting in the state, like, how much are they looking at recovering, you know, because we just don't have the – you know miles and miles and miles of of open prairie like we used to have you know there's lots of farms out there now and uh i guess the rant part is going to come in with like what what are your intentions <laughs> state of minnesota like um how is this going to work when a herd of bison start you know going through fences and ransacking somebody's cornfield or decimates an alfalfa field or, um, who knows a number, a number of things or, or a horny bull, you know, crashes through a, a fence and breeds with a bunch of cows. You know, what's, uh, how do you even, how do you even quantify that? Now you gotta, now your Holsteins are knocked up with bison, you know, that's that's not gonna, that's probably not gonna pump out a, a good, uh, litter of milk cows. You know what I mean? Like there's gonna, so, right now they're just in like some state parks, but from what I understand, these state parks don't have a high fence around them or anything. So they can kind of, they're going to be able to kind of come and go as they want. And in this article, um, I'll post a link to it in the show notes. If anybody's curious, it's not a very long article. It's just a little blurb and star tribune. Um, so the DNR plans to reach 500 bison slowly, and the reason they pick 500 and it talks about this is that's the number they need to have a self-sustaining population with enough genetic diversity. Um, so that's um you know, that that's kind of their goal and not quite sure how that's going to work. Um, Dakota County is interested in joining the partnership. Um, they're going to they're looking at introducing 15 bison into the county's Spring Lake Park Reserve near Hastings. So, I mean, part of me is like, this can going to be super cool, you know, driving around, seeing bison. Um, but I just don't know how effective it's going to be. And if they're talking about they need 500 animals uh, for it to be self-sustaining, uh, they're not even talking about, like, 500 in one area. So there's going to be – this is going to come with a fair price tag because I, I can only assume they're going to, like, I don't know, dart these things and capture them and, and breed them or, uh, you know, I, how how are they going to breed these? You only got 15 at this place and 15 at that place or a hundred in this place and hundred in that place. You're going to have to, they're going to be trucking them back and forth um, to mix and mingle the genetics. It's a little bit of a, I don't know. I'm curious to get to the bottom of that. Um, so I've actually reached out to just sent an email. Obviously I haven't heard back yet, but I sent an uh, email off to uh, Minnesota DNR and, um, Ed Quinn, he's like their uh, the natural resource program supervisor for the Minnesota DNR. So I'm going to reach out to him. Hopefully we can get him on the podcast. I can ask him some questions. I think that would be insanely interesting. Uh, well, one thing my brain keeps going to is, you know, where's the um, American – maybe there is one, I'm just not aware of it. Where's the American Bison mm-hmm. Sportsman's Club? You know, if you look at the recovery success stories – Across the country, with like the um, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Wild Turkey Federation, Ducks Unlimited, um, the rough Grouse Society, all those different things. Because um, ultimately, you know, as a sign of any successful thing. Oh, you know, my previous rant about the wolves and what people need to understand is: once you have a hunting season on an animal, that's a good thing. That means their their populations have recovered and now actually need to be managed. Is you know, maybe it's time for an organization to to uh, spring up and form, because then you're going to get to see some real change, and it won't be via taxpayers' dollars. You know, it'll they'll find they'll do it through their the normal fundraising things, through raffles, through um, you know uh, auctions and and stuff like that, and maybe you know you, then you start getting people that will donate land, and we can start piecing together some of these. You know, older farms that maybe aren't that viable anymore, or people just want to donate it to the cause. Uh, maybe this organization buys up ag land and 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 restores it to prairie. Um, who knows? I mean, it kind of opens up the 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 door to all sorts of possibilities. And again, then and, and it and it's not on the taxpayers' dole. So. Something interesting to look forward to. I hope to hear from them, of course. Once it gets to that point and people start talking about hunting them, I and all the typical anti-hunter people will all freaking lose their minds. Um, I bet the insurance companies aren't going to—auto insurance companies aren't going to be too keen on this idea. Uh, can you imagine the damage to your little Kia when you run into a bison that decides to uh, stand in the middle of 169? <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna leave a mark, and the bison'll probably just walk off irritated. Those things are so huge, but I think it would be absolutely amazing to have wild bison on the landscape again and to be able to draw you know one of ten coveted you know lifetime bison tags in the state of Minnesota, or even better yet gets to the gets to the point where you know we're taking uh maybe we're taking a couple thousand individuals every year and you have a a better chance of being on a a bison hunt. I think that would be insanely cool to take an actual free range wild bison. And it would be a hallmark of, um, you know, true sportsmanship, true conservation. Um, and it would, you know, we know it would put sportsmen in a good light, even though the anti hunters aren't going to see it that way, but there's no, there's, there's no rationing with, um, or, um, there's no, uh, rationing is not, uh, the right word, is it? That's like, uh, sharing stuff. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's no getting to them. They're thick heads. anyways, this is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, their heads are thicker than the bison themselves. So I thought that was kind of cool. Like I said, I'll put the link to this, uh, this article in the show notes. Uh check it out. I'll probably post it. Not probably. I'll do it. I'll do it right after I get done yakking here. Right in the old uh full scale outdoors group page on Facebook. If you're not part of that, that's the only one I forgot. Uh go ahead and, and uh add yourself to that page or ask to be added. It's open. It's public. Whatever. Um so go in there. I'll I'll post it in there. We can start a conversation. On that as well. So, yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to. I'm super stoked about the upcoming Minnesota Made Outdoors tournament season this year. Cannot wait. Kind of on the hot seat. I mean, I, I hope we hope we continue to do well. Uh, we're going to do everything in our power to to do that. But uh, as Billy the Kid says in Young Guns, there's many a slip twixt a cup and a lip. So definitely not getting complacent. I know I've got a lot of work to do. And uh, we'll we'll see how the season progresses. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, share it, uh, rate it, review it, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I got nothing else for you. That, that's what I got. So tight lines, everybody. Good luck. Uh, if anybody last diehard deer hunter is still trying to punch that tag, you got one day here in minnesota so get out there i believe pheasant is still open into january a little bit like the ninth or something like that so uh, uh good luck everybody out there be safe ice is getting better but this you know we're getting some snow It's snowing right now as a matter of fact so um just use a lot of caution be smart uh, ask questions and, uh, don't risk it so that's all i got for you thanks for listening everybody appreciate it whatever your passion pursue it full scale In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.